Hello and welcome to Leaderonomics FM. I'm Laura and in this episode of HR Essentials, our topic for today is the annual performance review is dead or is it? And with me today, I have Wong Xiaoqing, a HR manager from G Aviation Malaysia. And just a note, in my past life, when I was a finance junkie at GE, Xiaoqing was my HR business partner. <laughs> That's right. And I had really good memories about how she supported me as an employee. And, and I knew my bosses loved her as well, looking at how she supported them and the business. And I must say, if... I mean, if G has one great thing, okay, there's many great things about G, but one thing I can remember is that they have a deep bench of management talent and a culture that really emphasizes constant improvement and helping other people succeed. It's a pleasure to have you with us today. Thank Welcome you for to the show. Me. Thanks. So we know that the world of work um, has changed dramatically, right? And HR is no different as well. We've seen how um, there has been a dramatic change in the last decade or so. Uh, recruitment has changed, the way of learning has changed, and communication also has changed. Um, and a lot of this is thanks to the potential of new technology. And in particular, I, I think it's the need and opportunity to have more communication or more feedback. And so among all the challenges that HR professionals face today, I think few are more important than really measuring and addressing employee performance. And so that's going to be our topic for today. Uh, but before we start, I, I thought I'll just share a bit of statistics from Deloitte as well. So according to Deloitte, 58% of executives believe that their current performance measurement process does not drive employee engagement and high performance. That's like more than half. And only 4% of HR managers think their system of assessing employees is effective at measuring performance, while 62% of managers agree that performance reviews are outdated um, and there should be a better way of doing it. I think nobody, I don't think you ever hear anyone says, I can't wait for the next performance review. <laughs> That's true. <Right? laughs> I, I think no one likes it. And, and we've seen how it has evolved as well. Um, from your understanding and your experience, what, what is performance review? Yeah, that's a good question, and I think it really depends on who you ask. So if you ask the guy in the street, a typical employee, what do you think about your performance review conversations with your boss? You'll probably get eyes rolling, hands throwing up in the air, <laughs> and they'll say, you know, it's where I'm forced to talk to my boss and get my annual report cut. Or it's a waste of time. It's a waste yeah. of time. It's tedious. I do mm. it because I have to. Mm. And if you ask a, a manager or a supervisor or a people leader, as we call them in GE, you know, in the past with the EMS, I don't think they're exactly cheerleaders of our, what we call EMS or our legacy performance review systems, mm -hmm. simply because they're cumbersome, they're formal, they're long, they have huge lengthy processes. Mm -hmm. and, and, and you're talking about the past as well, right? Absolutely. Like information too late. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So if you ask anyone, it's too much, too late, and mm -hmm. with just too much of processes in between. Mm. And even if you were to ask the average HR professional, I don't think they're going to say that this is their favorite thing to do <laughs> as a HR practitioner either. Yeah. And when we really look at what is performance reviews all about? What is it meant to achieve? It is certainly not meant to just be a check-the-box activity that mm. we have to have this conversation, check. Mm. I need to submit this form to HR, check. It's mm. really not meant to be that. It's meant right. to be an ongoing dialogue. And I'm sure we'll talk more about that later. But yeah. as per what you mentioned in the statistics, there is a huge need for us to reinvent 
the traditional method of performance reviews as we've known it. Yeah. And, and yeah, I think c- coming from an employee standpoint and also a manager standpoint, the way you look at it will really determine how you, how you address it as well. Absolutely. Um, and, then it, and then the thing about the normal performance reviews is that it, it, really, de- it really also depends on your mood of the day. If it's, you know, we try to be as objective as possible, mm-hmm. but then there's, there's disadvantages about that as well. Yeah, and I think in the past 10 years, um, news of big organizations like Deloitte, Microsoft, and GE as well Mm -hmm. has ditched their annual employment performance reviews and that has set off a sea of change in the world of performance management. And I think in the current times, there has been many organizations taking up that challenge as well. Um, But with very little agreement about what to do, right? It's like, do I remove it completely or or do something else i think the gap has left hr and business leaders scratching their head um so so i, I understand you have been part of the ge's yeah. uh, team or transformation team about transforming this whole process what 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 happened there why the need to transform what worked and what didn't sure and i mean I had the incredible good fortune of being kind of at the epicenter of of the entire transformation. Mm, So in 2015, I was very blessed, honestly, to be part of the central core team that was responsible for turning around our legacy performance review system. Mm. So by the time I joined the team in January of that year, they had already started piloting and learning from different pockets of employees all across the globe on what did they not like Mm. about the previous performance review systems? What were their hopes and dreams for the future Mm. in terms of what should these conversations look like, what should should they help them as well as the business achieve, and how should we actually go about crafting that? Mm. So by the time I was able to join, we'd already gotten some statistics, some data, some really good feedback on what was working and what wasn't working. And what we heard resoundingly from both people leaders and employees alike was that the traditional method of waiting for the Mm -hmm. formal scheduled conversations just wasn't working. Mm -hmm. They were forced, they were too late as we talked about, and it had really become a dreaded conversation that no one really looked forward to. (laughs) What they did want is something more continuous, something Mm -hmm. more transparent, and really an opportunity for them to give and receive real-time feedback. Mm -hmm. Because if you look at the growing companies in the Silicon Valley and how they iterate their apps, Mm -hmm. they don't wait for half a year to Mm -hmm. then find out, you know, do you like my app? They want real-time feedback. And so we were learning and adopting from that principle and trying to inject that into the design Mm. of what we call PD or performance development as we know it today. So what I was involved in is really talking to lots of HR practitioners, what was working, what was not working with the adoption, doing focus groups with people, leaders and employees, doing trials and also seeing, is there a cultural difference? Mm. Were people in Italy more receptive to PD than people in Malaysia, for example? So it was definitely a year of learning. And what surprised us was the adoption rate of this new way of doing performance reviews. We actually wanted to scale it one step at a time, one business or one region at a time. But we ended up having so much of demand for it. People were just saying, give it to us. We (laughs) want to go live with this. We are all in. And that was really good feedback. And Mm. and we've got a ton of learnings from that experience. Right. Wow. And and yeah, I think personally, I, I think there is 
a great benefit to to have that practice of reflection, right? Um, both self-reflection or, or reflection that we get from others. And, and like what you say, it's a continuous thing. Um, maybe weekly, but wouldn't, sometimes I think weekly could be too far, too frequent. Uh, maybe people don't have enough time for that. But annually is too long with right. the business changing. Uh, goals have changed as well. So what, what, what is G doing about it now? Sure. So maybe I'll, I'll try and paint a picture that we can kind of visualize in our heads. Mm. So if we look at the past, we would have probably thrice a year conversations mm-hmm. was it, when it comes to performance review. You will have the what we call goals and objectives conversations as many companies do at, at the, the start, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So you talk about, okay, this is the company strategy. Mm-hmm. These are our targets. These are what we have to achieve by December. And then some companies also inject what we call the mid-year performance review. It's mm-hmm. kind of a check-in and we talk about how has Jan to June looked like and what mm-hmm. do we forecast for the rest of the year. And then you have the mandatory report card conversation at the end of the year really summarizing the Mm. past 12 months. And that's kind of the past. What have we done is really try to compress these three peaks of conversations, if you were to have them in a chart, to have it be more like ebbs and flows of waves. Mm. And we don't want to... decide for managers and employees how regular, how frequent those conversations should have. And in GE, we call those conversations touch points. So we say have touch points as often as you think you need to with your people leader. Mm -hmm. And touch points can be about anything. They can be about your priorities. Are you working on things that matter? Are you working on things that the customer is going to be finding of of value to Mm -hmm. the organization? They can be about career. Having a cup of coffee and talking about, you know, how am I doing? What's Mm -hmm. next for me? What are some of the opportunities in the organization that's a career touch point and those are important as well and that doesn't have to happen at a particular month in a year that can happen anytime and just to have regular touch points and check-ins to say hey how am I doing what are some of the things that I'm doing that I should continue doing because Mm -hmm. they're making me impactful and what are some of the things that I should probably consider doing differently because it's going to help me be even more effective Mm -hmm. in my role and those are the things that we encourage employees to have with their people leaders whenever and however it makes sense and are these touch points documented so we have an app It's Mm. called the PDGE app. We encourage the conversations to really be at the forefront of this practice. Obviously, it's great if you're able to record them kind of as a mental note. So Mm. when you fast forward to December, you have these notes of... To guide. Yeah, exactly. To guide the summary writing process and also to kind of help you recall what are some of the things that you've done in the past 12 months. Mm. But we're not, unlike before going behind employees with the whip saying thou shall write your conversations in PD at GE because at the end of the day what's most important are the quality of the conversations are you walking taking back from those conversations you know key nuggets of what are you doing well that you Mm -hmm. want to continue are you having affirmations that you're contributing towards business Mm -hmm. priorities are you feeling empowered and inspired Mm -hmm. to perform in your day-to-day tasks Mm. those to me are so much more important than documenting them Mm. in an app but that's also a new skill right that your people leaders or managers had to had to take on because it's not i mean i would assume that it's not something normal that they used to do and was that did they embrace that fully uh or were they were, were there trainings that had to be given to them 
Yeah, so there were definitely trainings. And to answer your question on the level of adoption, I would say that varies. Mm. And that actually became a key learning to us as we mm. reflected on the rollout of this process as well. We were expecting it to be easy, user-friendly, <laughs> and hey, you can download the app on your phone, type in a couple of bullet points after you've had that conversation and you're done. Right. And what we've learned is that people might be having those conversations, but not necessarily documenting them. Right. And that... From a researcher point of view, we use, you know, hits and frequencies and all of those data points as a pseudo data of how often are these conversations taking place. And in the absence of those conversations being logged in the tool, mm. it really didn't give us very clear data mm. on how how much of a culture shift is happening, right. how many more conversations are happening because people feel the need to just sit down with their people leader and discuss about something on their minds. So that honestly was a key learning for us in GE where we realized that perhaps the adoption of capturing things in the tool wasn't as rigorous as we expected it to be. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And, and what did you do to address that? So we wanted to balance the messaging, not to go back to the legacy traditional yeah. method of you must yeah, fill out right, this, right. this little um, white space in the app, but we wanted people to understand and appreciate why mm. capturing those conversations mm. were important. And we wanted to tell them that, you know, at the end of the day, you're still going to have your annual performance review conversation mm. in December. That's not going away. It is important for you to have that kind of summary right. of what the year was and what to look forward to. And as you're looking back, obviously we, we think it's going to be helpful for you mm. to have little notes that yeah. you can reference along the way. And if you haven't been very disciplined in taking those notes, there's really nothing there for you. Yeah. And so we wanted to, again, put the accountability and ownership mm. back to the employee to say, look, this is going to help you mm. eventually and also help you crystallize your thoughts on what did you take away from those conversations. Therefore, consider putting them down in the PD tool. Mm. We didn't kind of take out the whip and start whipping people <laughs> to, to doing that. And we believe that, you know, we're all adults. We've got yeah. great talent in the organization. If they believe that there's value in mm. in capturing the summary the essence of those conversations that they're absolutely at liberty to do that yeah. and, and and also there's this thing called the recency bias as well right where you only remember what happened in the absolutely. past few weeks rather than what happened in the past year or the past month Correct. so I think that's the, that's why documentation is still so important and still so key um, to help us yes. as humans and, and it's so good to hear that because I think what G was known for previously is really command and control but yes. it seems like it's really changing to be about more connection and inspiration as well alright we're going to take a short break stay tuned as we continue with our topic today the annual performance review is dead or is it? stay tuned <laughs> ever wondered what leadership is all about? is it developed over time? or are people just born with it? we believe there is a science behind leadership and we want to help you understand it take this journey with us as we hear from renowned leaders from all over the world, over our range of shows, tackling key spaces in different industries today. Leadernomics, the science of building leaders. Welcome back to HR Essentials. Today, we have Wong Xiaoqing, the HR Manager of GE Aviation Malaysia with us today. And we've been discussing before the break about annual performance and how 
GE has done away with it and their new way of approaching the process. And so we know that performance review, we always say that it's a HR process, right? So could you give us a couple of ideas on what is the role of HR and what is the role of business leaders in really making it work and delivering results that matter? Right. Honestly, I think HR will continue to be the guardians and facilitators mm. of this process. I don't think that's going to change. We are meant to make sure that the process is robust and mm. it's you know approached with full involvement and engagement of various different levels of the organization, from the most senior leader all the way to your very last employee. Mm. However, the, the connotation that, oh, this is HR fluff or this is HR mm. stuff, that kind of thinking I think needs to go away performance management reviews are management reviews Mm. and we need business leaders to fully embrace the Mm. thought that they own this as much as their HR business Mm. partners we need them to first believe that these conversations are critical to engaging talent to giving real-time feedback so people know exactly how they're doing and helping employees connect the work that they do to the bigger business outcome and finally to how they're impacting customers Mm. and if you take all of this away in performance management or if you don't believe in the importance of these Mm. reviews it comes back to right let's just check the box because hr Mm. wants me to have this conversation let's get this done and over with so it's really important for hr folks to coach our leaders Mm. to coach them on the importance of the role that they play and to help them lead those conversations in order for them to be effective with Mm. employees as well and I think employees so far have been very receptive of the change that we've gone through in GE and that's fantastic we really need to see role models in both the HR community as well as people leaders themselves not just doing this because they have to but because they believe it's important and they really want employees to reap the benefits from it as well so true I, I, I agree I think HR will still continue to own it um, but yeah, it's realizing that it is still a business management process and as much as HR can help to design uh, design it, it really needs to have that strong business involvement and, and ownership for it to be meaningful. And I think today's right. employees are really desiring more authentic relationships with their managers and wanting more opportunities for development. Yes. Yeah. And, and how do you think company culture influences the way we approach performance review you know maybe that we are we have some listeners who are looking to start one mm-hmm. or or to de- redesign this do you think a company culture plays a big part in that Absolutely. I think when we think about culture, this really has to be something that is driven from the top. Mm. Your your senior leaders need to believe in something that is important because otherwise it is going to be very hard for there to be a change in behavior and a mm. change in thought process. So when the company culture says that we want employees to feel engaged and empowered, mm. we want employees to feel connected to the final business outcomes and know mm. how does the value of their work impact our customers, that is going to drive certain behaviors and encourage certain kinds of conversations to take place Mm. so if you're in a company or you feel that you have a culture where it's very much top down it's command and control Mm. it is about checking the box and making sure that you have these discussions versus have you had meaningful conversations Mm. then I think that's going to drive certain outcomes so I completely agree with you that the culture of the company and what the company values is going to drive certain behaviors both of employees and also what leaders think is important Mm. and we also know that 
at the end of the day, what gets measured gets done, right? Mm. And you can't improve on something yeah. unless you can measure it. So the company culture really does dictate where do we want to put our efforts in. Right, yeah. So maybe don't try to push it if you're not ready. Right. Because then it wouldn't make sense as a whole. That and also understand why are we trying to push mm. something. Because if it becomes something that has to be pushed because top management says so, then we've completely lost that connection yeah. that we want employees to have to the why of what they're doing. Mm. And I think as we think about millennials entering the workforce, it's not so much about do this or else, but it's about explaining the whys mm. and the purpose behind yeah. things so that they find meaning yeah. in certain activities. Yeah, that's very true. And drawing from your experience in being in um, the transformation program for GE as well, do you have any quick tips for our leaders on how they can design or even redesign their current process? Where, where would you suggest they start or what is the first step? All right. This, this brings me back to an earlier experience I had. So I had the opportunity to speak with an external company really sharing about G's performance management systems. And I got a very curious question from a member of the audience saying, why does GE still fire your bottom 10% of employees? <laughs> Nobody does this anymore and we should stop doing it. And I basically clarified with the gentleman that we, we don't do this anymore. Mm. We've actually stopped doing this for a while. And then immediately all eyes in the room looked back at this one person whom I presume was the HR leader. And what I understood was that they had believed and read so much yeah. about the GE culture performance management where you have your 70-20-10, yeah. your curve, you put people in boxes, you fire the bottom 10%. And they had tried to force fit a model into a company that a company culture that really wasn't working for them. Mm. So if you're in the process of rethinking, redesigning what your people review or your, your annual performance review process should look like, I would say by all means go out there and see what's available as a mm. best practice and think about how is this going to fit with your team where your business is is heading towards and how do you think you can have the highest level of adoption and if you need to tweak something from a best practice that if you've read somewhere or from what GE or Deloitte or any other company is mm. practicing by all means make it your own there are fantastic examples of what many different companies are doing, but at the end of the day, it has to resonate with you. Your leaders need to believe in it and your employees need to feel connected yeah. to the cause. Yeah, I think the whole continuous feedback model is definitely here to stay and it should be something natural, right? Because Absolutely. at the end of the day, it's just communication and we're spending all this money and time on sometimes tools um, but performance is really just about talking to each other and so perhaps we should stop worrying so much about the process and start talking and helping each other out because mm -hmm. we're not here I mean the review is not here to just say oh this is where you did wrong this is what you did that you shouldn't have done but it's about how we can elevate one another and really bring the organization to a whole new level that's um, right. Yeah. That's about all the time we have for today. Any last thoughts on performance review? How else do you see this evolving further? <laughs> I think honestly, a lot of companies are heading in the right direction where we're really putting employees at the center. We're putting the focus back from checkboxes to conversations mm, to having nice. those coaching real-time insights to help employees connect more with the, the broader business strategy. So 
I'm honestly very excited to see more companies taking charge of this, raising up their hands to say, look, we probably haven't gotten a perfect performance review system and we want to change. And this is going to require a lot more vulnerability Mm. on the part of our leaders and a lot more conversations. And that is a good thing. So I am excited about the future of performance reviews and I really can't wait to see how we we continue to evolve it. Yeah. And I think when done right, um, it can be extremely motivating and employees will be very engaged because you're building trust, right? You're increasing their their sense of purpose as well. And although it will require some more time and and diligence to review it, but I think by creating a more engaged and agile team that is really ready to handle the dynamics of today's business environment, I think it will be well worth the effort. Absolutely. Thanks for your time today, Xiaojing. Thanks for having me, Laura. You've been listening to Leadernomics FM, the science of building leaders.